good morning. Hello, good morning. Hello, Holly. How are you? Thank you so much for joining us today here on Modern Living with Dr. Angela. I'm so glad you're able to make the show. Good morning, Dr. Angela. God bless you. How are you? I am well. I am so glad that you are able to join me today. Now, we're going to talk about a serious topic today, domestic violence, but one that needs to have some light shown on it for sure. So I want everyone to know that the title of your book is Domestic Violence, Faith-Based Curriculum. So, Holly, let me ask you this. Um, Why was that the appropriate title for your work? The appropriate title came about because, first of all, because I'm a Christian, and secondly, uh, due to me suffering domestic violence when starting when I was a teen, I found that to be very fitting because a lot of things that we go through, there has to be uh, a spiritual aspect, first of all, to it, and the the, the base for the for it is for the Bible because. That's our foundation. We need scripture in order to give us direction and instruction. And so it's very imperative that I use faith-based as the curriculum or name. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can definitely under understand that. Now, is for, for many of the authors that I get a chance to talk to, um, their topic matter there is inspired by uh, either personal experience or, or something that they've learned along the way, um, or it's totally and completely fiction and a great story was given to them to share. Um, what nudging did you receive uh, or prompt did you receive in order to write this book? The prompt I received was given to me by God, the Holy Spirit, of course, and he just inspired me and wanted me to reach out and uh, uh, create a tool that uh, people could use, victims of domestic violence and even organizations that house victims and even survivors to use in order to get to some of the foundational reasons as to why we uh, partake in uh, domestic violence relationships. And for me, it was very personal because I suffered a domestic violence relationship. So that was the key reason. Also, with the uh, inspiration of the Holy Ghost wanting to be, to use this, my, uh, you know, the, uh, the thing that I suffered, the domestic violence that I suffered, as a tool to be able to minister to those that are perhaps in that same situation or have been in that situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, I had the privilege of speaking with you on my radio show, Daily Spark with Dr. Angela, and I am so glad that you are able to come over and share this same information uh, with my podcast listeners. Um, I, I, just wanted, I just wanted to say thank you and, and make sure that, that I tell you, you're talking about something that is so important, and we really need to shine uh, more light on onto that. So thank you. Thank you for that. Now, for for someone who says, well, Dr. Angela, 
I don't know. Uh, domestic violence is something that doesn't happen to everyone. Uh, it's not in everyone's day-to-day -day conversation. Why does this conversation need to be had? I'm sure people have come to you and, and posed a question similar to that. How do you help people understand that domestic violence is something that we do need to talk about? Well, once again, thank you for having me as well, Dr. Angela. I'm happy to to grace this, this platform that you provided. I just want to say how important it is to those that, that really don't believe or think that domestic violence in this uh, conversation is needed and it's necessary. There are so many of us that are suffering uh, privately and uh, domestic violence situations and we need those resources, the assets to get the help that we need. And even here in the United States alone, 50% and higher was the rating in 2021 because of the pandemic. The violence skyrocketed, domestic violence especially. And so because we were stuck in the house, we were demanded to stay in, we had to be in close proximity to one another, anxiety was on the rise. Uh, fear was on the rise, so much was going on, and in turn, you were stuck in the household with your loved ones, with, with your husband, with your wife, and violence skyrocketed, and, 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 and the uh, aftermath behind it, so many murders took place, so many things have happened, so domestic violence is a very necessary topic that we must address, we must continue to address every opportunity that we get, we have to make sure that people understand that this is something, this is a health crisis. Uh, we have to understand uh, the impact that it has in our households, in our homes, in our families. Absolutely, absolutely. I could not agree with you, with you more. Um, I do remember hearing that on the news, and I'm sure there are a lot of people nodding their heads saying, yeah, we did, we did hear that. And for folks that this does not hit home for them every day, I don't realize, I don't think that they realized how important that announcement, if you will, or that piece of news was, because it was a cry out for help, at least the way I understood it. For, for those who knew someone or loved someone who might be in that situation to please check on them, make sure they're okay, you know, and all, and all of that. So you are, you are so right there. Now, with your book, uh, would you say, I usually ask the question, is it appropriate for, for high schoolers for, for radio? But uh, domestic violence affects all members of a household, regardless of their age group. So what, um, what age range would you say is appropriate for, for your book? I would say the age range would be appropriate for a, ch a child that's uh, able to understand and going into uh, learning and having relationships so they would understand what to look for, what kind of relationships <laughs> to have, some of the signs so that they understand how to behave and, and how to behave in a relationship, what to do and what not to do. So I would say the age range would start around maybe a good uh, three or four because those are the ages that we learn and we gather understanding at a better capacity. And so it's in the high starts at home. We must 
be able to understand our relationships, what to do, what not to do, when kids are small, when they have a disagreement, it's very important that the parents interject and make them understand. Don't strike one another. It starts at home at the age, I say, it should start at maybe three or four years old and further. Mhm, mhm, and you know, I know that is such a hard uh, a hard discussion to have to have, but, like you said, if it needs to be had, it needs to be had, and don't shy away from it, but instead uh inform everyone so they know um what what will happen next and what needs to happen next i I agree with you there that you said a very important thing, and that is there are signs of of what uh could potentially happen in the future. What signs should we look for to know when a, a, potential, uh, a potential partner uh, may be a, a violent person? That's such a wonderful question, Dr. Angela. I would say the signs to look for is a person's behavior, how they treat other people, how they interact with other people, are they violent? Are they abusive verbally? Are they abusive physically? Do they fight? Uh, do they get angry at the drop of a head and want to convey violence to another person? Or are they uh, 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 violent towards you? Are they verbally abusive towards you? Because one of the signs of verbal abuse, and uh, we have to look for people that display a spirit of violence, someone that's angry all the time, someone that's ready to strike someone at the drop of a head. That, be- that behavior is what we look for and what we call the spirit of violence that a person can house, someone that's hurting, because we do understand that hurt people hurt people. So if you're hurting and then you're a violent person and you're angry, we can almost be sure that you're going to be a violent person. So we have to look for those signs, how we treat each other, how we how that person would treat uh, their family members or their people they come in immediate contact with, what their behavior is like with them. Are they gentle? Are they caring? Are they loving? Or are they abusive? Are they violent? Are they ready to strike someone? We must look more carefully at the signs because when we see these signs, these are indications to us that, no, we shouldn't pursue these relationships. No, this is not the person that I want to connect myself to and be in the midst of because this person is violent. Mhm, mhm, oh wow, you gave us such nuggets there you are you are so right i know if if I put my therapist hat on, there are so many questions that we ask uh in in premarital counseling um and I have a section where I talk about red flags and and you are so right, many of the things that i that I tell people to let's take a moment and let's assess before we step over into saying I do, you know let's really and truly look at are there some things that we that we need to talk, that we need to talk about further and you are so right pay attention don't dismiss those actions but really and truly see them for exactly what what they are oh, nugget of wisdom there thank you so much now for for some folks they they may be saying that um the the person who is doing the choosing, um, how do we have an empathetic heart when that person chose 
to love someone who believed that domestic violence was the way to go. Or sometimes we hear it more commonly as, well, why don't they just leave? If it's all that bad, how do we help people on the outside understand that it's easier said than done? Oh, wow, that's truly a very great question, Dr. Angela. I think it's very important for us on the outside looking in or anyone on the outside looking in with someone that's perhaps in a, a, a domestic violence relationship and they're in a, you know, they may see the signs of abuse or anything to that nature where they know that violence is taking place. I think the first thing that we must always convey is love. The Bible teaches us that love conquers all. Love covers a multitude of sin. We have to be able to convey love properly, the love of God, the love of Jesus properly. I think we have to not judge. I think it's key not to judge why they make that choice to participate in a violent relationship, but it's our responsibility to show them love. Yes, as Christians, we are to judge spiritual, we are to judge the behaviors of those so that we know how to assess the situation and make proper and sound decisions. But I also say that we have to be able to love them and be able to give them that support that they need, the hug that they need, if they need financial support, or even to provide that support with housing, a place of escape. We have to understand that they need these things and to point a finger at them and to condemn them, especially when they're already going through hurt and, and even sometimes physical abuse and verbal abuse and sometimes even sexually and financially. We have to be able to provide that covering of love and meet their needs right where they are and not judge them but love them and then understand that uh, sometimes we're, we're, we have lack of information when it comes to how to choose a mate what to look for in choosing a mate. And so if, if someone chooses a mate thinking they're nice and they're kind and I want to love this person, I want to share the love that I have inside of me with this person, they may not ever know that this person is violent to maybe months or years later. And so they're in the midst of this situation and some of them stuck and they feel like, okay, I have no financial uh, capabilities to remove myself from this environment or I don't have understanding as to why I stay. And I think the key reason why a person would stay in that kind of situation when it's uh, pertaining to a domestic violence situation is that they really don't understand who they are and uh, who they have chosen. Because first thing, we have to understand who we are. When we have a clear picture of who we are as children of God and we know our place, we'll have a clearer understanding as to the decisions we should choose and the people that we should choose as far as relationships go. So that average person that suffers domestic violence, they don't know this person is really going to be violent because they miss out on some of the signs like we talked about. But when they stay, they're either afraid that they're going to get killed, they're afraid that this person is going to find them and harm them, they probably don't have anywhere else to go, and they want to make it work. Some of them want to make it work. Some of us want to, we love this person. We've grown to love and care for them. We want to make the situation work, and so we do our best to try to help the situation as best as we possibly can without even considering that uh, possibly we can end up dead. 
So these are the things I would say to someone. Please consider the fact that this person has chosen someone that they wanted to love and build and perhaps have a a loving relationship with and unbeknownst to them, now they're in a situation of violence. Patient with them, be caring, be loving, be understanding, and do all that you can to show this person love and that uh, support that they are desperately in need of. Mhm. Oh, that was such such a good answer. And you know, as as you were talking, um it just made me think about so many people who say, you know, I want someone to love me as I am, so I'm trying to love them as they are. And 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 look past, you know, all all of the the little flaws. But like you said, sometimes that overlooking the red flags may cause someone uh, that potentially caused them their their life. So wow, you are you are really I think opening the eyes of of so many people out there that they just did not think about what was going on, and and far too many people I think are dismissive of the of the subject. Now, let me ask you this. I know that for um, many times when we think of books, we think of just using them for personal use, meaning that you're reading it as an individual. Would your book be appropriate in a in a group setting if there was perhaps a a, a ministry uh, uh, at the church that wanted to talk about domestic violence? Would they be able to use your book as well? Of course, Dr. Angela, that was one of the main reasons why this book was established. Uh, yes, someone personal in a personal uh, matter, they can be at home and take their quiet time and do some of the studies that I have uh, designed, uh, just stories from the Bible and different, uh, uh, touch, I touch on different subjects concerning that subject as to why we choose these uh, relationships. Uh, what our what state our souls are in, what can we do to get better, to make healthier decisions, to to come to a place of place of healthiness, health in our uh, emotions and mentally to be able to choose a healthy mate. These are key. These are key. Uh, these are key. Uh, these, it's just key information that I designed and create uh, created for organizations as well. I mean, organizations are in desperate need of a Bible based a curriculum that is designed to minister to the whole man so that he could, uh, this this person, he or she could be established in who they are. Uh, they can see some of the signs that would probably cause them to choose a mate because they're looking for love and they don't realize they've chosen a wrong mate because they're finding some things that's going on inside of them that they haven't dealt with. So it's a very detailed, it's very informative, and it's very it's a tool that can minister and it's very effective at getting you to a place of wholeness so that you can make sound decisions and come to a place of wholeness so that you can be uh, emotionally healthy to have a healthy relationship. So, yes, it's designed for organizations, churches, ministries, anyone that's, that's looking to minister to those that are involved in relationships of domestic violence or, or survivors. It ministers to a survivor, to someone who has gotten from a relationship. Let me now sit down and assess my life and why did I choose this violent relationship? What was inside of me that drew me to this person that said they loved me, but all along they control me, they harm me, they abuse me, they physically abuse me? What was inside of me? 
at this point in my life that caused me to make this kind of decision. This, this is the information that's in this curriculum designed to, to deal with the soul of the man so that they could be effective moving forward in life to have healthy relationships. And it's catered to, to us all, to the personal, to, to a couple, to, to someone that wants to a marriage couple that's getting started out. It can help answer some things for them moving forward so they won't get uh, 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 open the door to a violent spirit. Yes, it's very effective for the, all of those, uh, for all of those uh, organizations and people. I love, love, love the fact that you are sharing this information with the rest of us. And thank you so much for, for sharing your personal experiences, uh, for, for sharing the collective uh, information that you have. I, I think because of your advocacy, um, someone's life is going to be changed. And, and isn't that a beautiful thing to know that we're making a difference out there in, in the world? Thank you so much again for, for speaking up, for being on the show and for sharing this. Now, before I let you go, though, I, I want um, I want to ask you to please remind everyone of the the title of your book. Where can we get a copy? How we can stay in contact with you. But not only are you an author, but you're also prophetess Holly Hunt. And if you could please also mention uh, your ministry and how people can get involved with that as well. Yes, Dr. Allinger, once again, thank you for this opportunity to grace this platform and be an advocate for domestic violence victims and also to share my personal experience as far as domestic violence is concerned. I think it's very important that we continue to push to get the message out, to show love and support for those that are suffering domestic violence and those that are survivors of domestic violence. The name of my book is called Domestic Violence Faith-Based Curriculum, and you can get a copy. Anyone can get a copy on Amazon.com. A direct link to my book would be uh, HTTPS semicolon forward slash forward slash Amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Holly J. Hunt, the number seven. That's Holly, H-O-L-L-I-J. H-U-N-T, the number seven, or you can go on Amazon.com and type in Holly J. Hunt, and this book, Domestic Violence Faith-Based Curriculum, will come up along with my other books. And my, my ministry, Holly Hunt International Ministry, one of, the, one of the parts of this ministry is dedicated to victims of domestic violence. We also, in the process, of looking to get funded or, you know, people to donate so that we can procure a stationary place as far as purchasing a building to provide the extra support and care that is needed for victims of domestic violence and survivors. And so uh, uh, that I can be reached at uh, the ministry line is 312 I can be found on www.hollyhuntministries.com. That's Holly, H-O-L-L-I-H-U-N-T, ministries.com. And I, I just want to say that being a prophet is, is being a mouthpiece for God. It's being a, a bold servant, a courageous servant to speak up. To, and it's, and it's, it's a very important position not that uh, the others are not, but it's a key position because mm-hmm. a prophet is supposed to be able to keep the church on course. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be able to 
give the information from the throne room of heaven to keep right. us on the path that God has set for us, to, uh, to, right. to speak truth into lives, to shift lives, to give correction mm-hmm. and clarity so that we know how to make sound decisions moving right. forward to, to, to pursue our purpose that God has given us. And so I would like to say right. thank you for those who want to support thank the ministry. Thank you as well. I do. appreciate your being on the show. We are out of time. But thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening. Have a great day. Bye-bye, everyone.